Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. I'm so blessed to have all of you in this church. I never thought that I'm good enough for you to be here. Frankly, I'm speaking from my heart. I believe that your presence in this church is the manifestation of the grace of God. I don't deserve you. I'm not good enough. But because of God's grace, you choose to be here to serve the Lord with me and to be worshiping the Lord with me and Pastor Da. We see that you are very valuable. We never take you for granted. You are always in our heart and we think about you a lot. Sometimes our conversation at home all day long, talking about you, talking about you all the time, all of you, because God's heart is for you, and He kept working in my heart to love you and to care for you. So we we pray for the best for your life. We want the best for you. For the single, we pray that you will have the best spouse and best job. And for married people, we pray that you have the best marriage and you will... Be the best parents to raise the kids that can reach to the nation for Jesus Christ in the end time. Amen? So we believe for the best for the members and the people in this church. Today, I would like to continue the message of the five mandates from heaven to the end time church. I'm the man who really takes serious about the Word of God. I'm the kind of person who takes serious about what God says, either by the Holy Spirit, which is called Rema. Rema is the voice that comes to you by the Spirit. Like when Jesus was walking on the water, and He called Peter out from the boat to walk on the water to Him. That is Rema. Please don't go out and walk on the water yourself at the Lake Washington. That is not Rema for you. It was Rema for Peter. But the are also words of God that recorded in the Bible. And we call logos. Logos are the word of God recorded. No change. No one can add anything in. No one can pull anything out. It's the fixed word of God in the Bible. As a believer, we follow both the word of God and also the rhema of God. Definitely, the rhema never speak against the word here. Anytime you hear the word, from the voice from somebody, or somebody say, the Lord say, but it's not in the Bible, please ignore those words because the Holy Spirit will never say anything opposite to the word of God or contrary to the word of God. As a believer, we need to study the word of God. So this teaching is both rhema because God says specifically for this church and the churches under our care that these are five mandates for the end-time church. And it's also locals because everything he said in these five mandates are also consistent with the written word in the Bible. We have been talking about as the end-time disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need to love the church. We should love and build the church and pour out our life to build the church. And I already preached about that many, many weeks ago. Number two, God wants us to live a holy life. 
seriously. God wants us to live a holy life. This is not just some idea. He wants us to repent every day. He wants us to shape up and get rid of sin and stop doing wrong thing and start to walk in holiness with God. Amen. Number three, God say that stop being a baby. We need to grow up to be a mature man and a woman of God. We need to attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I myself am not there yet. I'm still growing. Every year, I have been changed by the Holy Spirit and by the Word to become more and more like Jesus. I know this year, year 2016, I am different from the year 2002. I have changed and grow to become more like Jesus Christ. And as a church, as your pastor is growing, you will be growing with me. We're going to grow up together until we meet Jesus. So that is number three. Number four, we have been talking about that for a couple Sundays now. That is God's will for us, the good Father in heaven, our good Shepherd, want His people, His children, to live a fruitful, victorious, and successful, prosperous life. It's God's will for us to be prosperous in physical body, emotion, soul, spirit, in our wisdom, family, relationship, parenting, everything. He wants us to prosper. There are so many promises in the Bible that we can read and we can study regarding this subject. God has done already His part. Jesus. The Bible say in the book of Second Corinthians chapter nine verse eight that Jesus became poor so that we might be rich. The Bible say that Jesus died our death so that we can have life and not just life, super abundant life, the life of more than enough. So Jesus did it already. That's why on the cross Jesus say it is finished, done deal. In the Greek language, the word it is finished. Means completely complete, done. Now we look at the people in the world, Christian. Why don't many Christians get that victorious life? Because to walk with God is a co-labor. God did His part. We need to do our part. Our part is to repent, to get into the Word, to get into the Spirit, be faithful, be humble. We need to do our part to get to where God wants us to have. That's why even you look at all the servant in the Bible. Not everybody was used by God. Not everybody get that super abundant life because not everybody has the same heart. We need to check our lifestyle and our heart, our attitude, our motive in following the Lord. So what I'm trying to teach you today is to get you ready to be a candidate for fruitfulness. For prosperity, for success, and for victory in your own life, Jesus already did his part. Now we have to do our part. Last Sunday, I mentioned about faith. In order to receive everything from God, we need to receive by faith. Faith is very important subject. Let me read a couple of scripture before we go on. In First Timothy chapter six verse twelve, I review a little bit. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, to which you were also called, and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight of faith. 
Fight your poverty, your debt with faith. Fight sickness with faith. Fight the attack of the enemy with faith. Fight the depression you have, inability to sleep or insomnia with faith. You fight the good fight of faith, and you confess it with your mouth. I am safe. I'm prosperous. I'm victorious. You have faith in your heart, and you confess with your mouth. It takes time to see the victory, but you have to walk by faith, not walk by sight. In Second Timothy four seven and eight, say, "I have fought the good fight." Even the apostle Paul say, "I have fought the good fight." Paul faced so many problems in his life: persecution, disappointment, rejection. But he kept going, running the race, and he never stopped fighting the good fight of faith. The problem in today's society is that we are living in an instant society. You drive through McDonald, you just say Mac number two. Within two seconds, you get the Mac you want, and you want it right now. You get into the internet, you click one click. And you get the product you want to order. It's so instant society nowadays. We have to understand that in the spiritual walk, not everything gonna be instant. God wants to test your faith by delaying the answer, and you need to keep running, fighting, and persevering, and being patient. I like this scripture very much in Hebrew chapter six verse twelve. Carefully read it. Therefore, you do not become sluggish. So don't throw a tower. Don't pull back and give up. Don't be lazy. You need to be alert to be diligent. But imitate those who those example in the Bible: David, Abraham, Isaac, Paul, Jesus Himself. Imitate. Those who, through faith, everyone say through faith, and patience. That is a difficult one. Sometimes I operate on the patient, and they came back to see me in two weeks. Doctor, why all the pain is not gone away yet? Two weeks already. I said, be patient. Be patient. It takes time for your body to heal. It takes about three to four months for the inflammation to go away. Three months later, they show up. Doctor, you are right. The pain is gone now. But people want it now. After wake up from surgery, the pain has to be gone right at the moment. No, you need patience. True faith and patience inherit the promises. If you want to receive the manifestation of the promises of God, whether healing, deliverance, victory. You raise your kids. You want to see your kids do well, or maybe God promised you that one day you're g o i n g to get married and have a very godly husband. You need to be patient. You cannot rush God, but while you are patient and persevering, you walk by faith. Don't give up your faith. Just believing, confessing, believing that God g o i n g to fulfill the promises in your life. Amen. This is a character, actually. Sometimes people come to me and say, "You know, Pastor, I want to. I know all the Greek and Hebrew. I know all the Old Testament thing. I know even more than you. It's true. Some people know the Bible more than me. 
because they are third generation Christians and they study Greek and Hebrew, and they come to me and say, "You know, you need to set a class for me to teach in this church. You need to appoint me to be a pastor in this church." I tell you the truth: if you deal with me, I don't care much about ability and knowledge. I'm looking at the character, because people can have. Much knowledge, but the character is bad, and the character is that gonna lead this church, not the knowledge. We need the knowledge, yes, but the character of patience, faith, love, faithfulness, working hard, diligence, be faithful, be honest, be trustworthy. That is more important than anything else. If you look in the Bible, most people who got blessed and got victory in their life in the Bible had character in their life. Patience is a character. You need to be patient. You need to persevere. Don't think about being rich quickly. I want it now. If I'm not rich now, I'm mad at God. I'm mad at my employer. Why didn't he give me bonus? No, 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 no. Be patient. Work hard. Be faithful. And when the right timing comes, God gonna do something for you. You just keep walking in faith and obedience toward God. Amen. So we need to grow up in the area of patience. God gave us so many weapons, or the instrument, or the thing that we can walk in life in victory and fruitfulness. Besides faith and patience, God gave us the name of Jesus Christ. You can pray in the name of Jesus. You can. Cast out demons in the name of Jesus. You can command sickness to go away in the name of Jesus Christ. You have faith in that name that is above all name. So while you're walking by faith, you don't do it by yourself. You depend on Jesus, and you say, "In the name of Jesus, this gonna happen to me. Victory gonna come." Amen. Always depend on Jesus and. Quote the name of Jesus by faith. Beside the name of Jesus, God gives us the word. In order to be victorious, we need to know the word of God. I remember when I first moved to the U.S., I was not able to speak English very well. Many local American doctors looked down on me. Never forget that when I first moved to Harborview Hospital, many American doctors looked at. Me from the top of my head to the bottom of my toes. You understand what I'm talking about? They looked down on my the way I dress, the way I walk, my accent. People did not want to talk to me at Harborview because this is a foreign doctor. Harborview Hospital is one of the top ten in the country. They accepted only American graduate doctor. I'm a Thai doctor, so I was looked down upon. But I don't worry about that because I know the word of God. And I'm gonna practice the word of God, and I know that when I practice the word of God, the Bible says, "If you obey my word, you shall be successful. You shall be blessed." In Deuteronomy chapter 28, God promised us that if we know the word and we practice the word, we're gonna be successful. So I apply the principle in the Bible. The Bible says, "You honor and respect your boss, and you should listen and commit to your boss." That's what the Bible say. So when I moved to Harborview, many many months throughout—I mean, actually throughout my training—I always respect my 
professor and chairman. Whatever he say, yes, sir, I do it, and I did it well. When he called me and yelled at me at home, I got yelled many times actually. That he called me and yelled at me that I make some mistake. I say, yes, Doctor Win, I'm sorry. I will improve next time. I never gossip about my boss. I never think negative. I always appreciate my professor who got me into the job. I respect him, love him, and honor him and obey him all the time. You know, my boss loved me so much. He loved me so much. One time, I never forgot. He walked to a very big American doctor and point finger to that man. He is a general surgeon. Point finger to that man and say, "Don't touch." Mum, mum is my nickname. Don't touch this guy. He is my resident. Don't yell at him anymore. Don't look down on my man. My boss protected me. The second principle I learned from the Bible: give, and it will be given to you. Be generous. So normally, resident will fight each other to get the case to perform surgery. Everyone want to open somebody's brain and do something or open somebody back. They fight each other to get the case. When I start coming to America, I learned a lesson. I need to be giver. So when a case come up at night, I let other people do it, and I help you. Do like this means suction. I do the suction of the blood from the wound, and I let other people do it, and even give them a little bit advice. I remember the first case: the gunshot wound came into Harborview Hospital. The chief resident who was there for seven years did not even know how to do gunshot wound in the head. I was standing there helping him, and actually whisper to him a little bit: "Do that, do that, do this," and he finished the surgery. Because I gave all the time, I was generous to everybody. Intern, resident one, resident two, everybody loved me because I never tried to fight for the case. They went up to the boss and say, "I like this guy from Thailand." My boss looked around and say, "I give you the job. Giving is the key." Be generous to people, amen. So this is two example that I apply the principle in the Bible. When you apply the principle in the Bible, you shall be successful, amen. So you need to know the Word of God. I notice one thing: I have a lot of people around the world that follow this ministry. I heard that about seventy, almost seventy people will come from another state to our camp this year. A lot of them listen to our teaching in the YouTube. And many people in Europe and many people in Thailand, and I noticed one thing: everybody who was diligent in listening to the teaching and put into practice, they are well-to-do and prosper and successful. These people has done their homework. They have done their homework. They listen to the teaching in the car. They put into practice, and their life getting better and better all the time because they know. The word of God. We need to know the word, and that's why the Bible says the word of God is like a sword of the spirit to fight, to get victory. If you want victory, you need the sword or the word of God. I would like to encourage all of you: don't waste your time in the car. We have so many teaching in this church, free of charge. You can download into your thumb drive, or you can download your. Hard drive and go listen or CD for free on the table every Sunday. We try to give CD for free people to listen and listen and apply the principle. We have resources. When you stand before Jesus on the last day, 
you have no excuses at all that you don't know the word. The word is in the smartphone now. The Holy Bible app you can read anytime. You can listen. You can listen to the teaching. So many hundreds of teaching in this church. Don't waste your time. Get the word in as much as you can, and you shall be victorious and successful. We need to know the word. Another weapon that God gives to us, or another instrument that God gives to us to be successful, is the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank God, we don't need to live on this life by our own strength. Thank God that we can be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said to the disciple. In Luke chapter 24, verse 49, don't leave the city, don't leave Jerusalem. I wait until the power from on high comes upon you. And the disciple waited. 120 disciples obeyed Jesus, waiting on the upper room, and got filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. They got filled with the fire of God, and their life shook the world in that generation. That generation, the whole world was shaken by the gospel because these disciples were filled with the power from on high. My brother and sister, God has power available for us, and that power can be used anywhere—not just only praying for the sick, casting out demon, and preaching the gospel. The power can be used in your job. I listen to many testimony of our members sometime. Computer broke down and no one else can do anything in the office. And then our member come in and by the power of the Holy Spirit, boom, something corrected by the power of the Holy Spirit. God gives us the power to live a victorious life. Let me ask you this question: How many people want to walk from here to Everett? Raise your hand up. How many people want a bicycle to go to Everett? How many people want a sport car to go to Everett? Oh, now you get it. Okay, God wants to give us a sport car in this life. Power, the power of God is available to all of us by the Holy Spirit. That's why, if the pastor wants the member to be successful and prosperous in every aspect of their life, the pastor needs to welcome the Holy Spirit to. Enter into the church and have freedom to touch, to fill, to marinate, and to work in the life of the believers. You may walk into the office, or maybe you walk in to meet your customer. But the power of the Holy Spirit is on you. When your customer look at you, the heart is melt and say, "I want your product. I don't want the other guy. I believe that you can do for me." You see, God. Work in His power to prosper you. He gives you the power to prosper you and to make you successful. That's why, as believer, we should not reject the work of the Holy Spirit. We should welcome the infilling, the leading. We're going to learn about being led by the Holy Spirit in the camp this year. With so wonderful teaching, I cannot wait to teach you. So good to learn how to be led by the Holy Spirit day by day. Minute by minute, hour by hour, and you can see you have victory all the time because the one who know everything, who is versatile, know everything, who has unlimited power, who has unlimited wisdom, who knows the future and the past and now, who 
is the living God who get involved in creating the universe, living on the inside of you. His name is the Holy Spirit, and He can lead you to victory. He knows that don't go to that city because tsunami is gonna come. If you go there, you're gonna die soon. He said, "Don't go. Stay here." He will tell you, "Don't go to that road because the traffic is bad. Don't go there. You're gonna be stuck in the traffic for two hours." He said, "Go another way, maybe longer, but you're gonna get to the destiny sooner." He knows everything. We need to be empowered and be led by the Spirit of God. Amen. I hope you listen to me. I hope you don't take this lightly. It's so important to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit come on you, He give you the anointing, the anointing of the power. Let's read from the Old Testament. What does the anointing do? Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. It shall come to pass in that day that His burden, His mean the burden of the devil, the burden of your enemy, the burden of this world. Will be taken away from your shoulder, and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil, because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Many of us in this life we got stuck. We could not move on to the next level. We cannot get into victory. We cannot get into prosperity. A success in our married life or parenting or work, because we have something in our life that may come to us since we were young, since or come from parents. You notice the dad. If the dad is very flirting woman all the time, the son usually flirting as well. Or if you grow up in a family that always yell at each other, fighting. When you grow up, you marry, you start to find the way to fight with your spouse, because that's the joke on you. Come along from the family, some bad habits. Some of you may be in depression, cannot sleep at night. Some of you may have the joke of sickness. I met one patient last week. The neurologist, neurosurgeon, everybody could not find why she is in pain a lot. And I told her at the end, I said, "Can I speak to you as a human being?" She said, "Yes, not as a neurosurgeon." She came to me. She paid the hour to pay me for a, as a neurosurgeon. But I said, "Can I speak last five minutes as a human being?" You need spiritual healing. You need God. I say like that. And she said, "Okay, I will meet you." So I plan to call her tomorrow and make appointment to see me and Pastor Da, and we plan to lead her to Christ and cast demon out of her. I believe that that sickness comes from demons, because X, MRI of the brain, MRI of the neck, everything totally negative. There is no physical reason for this woman to be sick. She needs the power of God, and what kind of power that can destroy the joke on her neck and the burden on her shoulder? That burden caused her to be off work already for six weeks, and she may lose her job. How? Who gonna get rid of that? The anointing. That's why we need the anointing. 
the anointing will break the yoke in our life. Some of us may have the habit or the behavior of being lazy. You need a joke of laziness to be broken out. Or worry all the time. You worry all the time. You're just anxious all the time. You are going to have enough money to spend next month. Oh, why this happened? You just keep worrying and worrying. You spend time worrying more than making something productive. Instead of focusing, make productive things, you just worry, worry all the time, and negative all the time. That joke needs to be broken out from you. I have a joke too in my life that needs to be broken out to be successful, to be victorious. All of us have something in our life that needs to be cleaned up or destroyed because we were growing up with a lot of junk in our life. Many of us were not Christian when we were growing up. And a lot of us may be Christian since we were born, but I mean, because our parents go to church. But we have a lot of joke because the church never believed in the anointing. Never take away the problem in your life. So they're just carrying that joke all these years and make you burn out and dry and not successful. It's in the Bible. We need to get rid of that joke. Some of us are self-pity. Everything about myself. I feel bad. You walk into the church, everyone has to greet me. Oh, I come from a broken home. My dad ignore me. My mom never care about me. You just live in self-pity. And that's, that's why you cannot be productive because you just think about me, 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 me. Oh, poor me. My life is miserable. No! You have a new life. You have a new creation. Jesus is in you. You just have to rise up and say, now I'm going to be used by God. Now God's going to bless me. And I'm going to be blessing to other people. Even though I was rejected in my family, I don't care. That is the past. That sin, that problem has been cut off by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the blood of Jesus. Now I have a new life. I'm a new creation. I'm not going to live in the past. I'm going to get out of Egypt. Walk across the Red Sea, and then I'm going to go in the promised land. The promised land is the promise of God. I'm going to be fruitful. I'm going to be used of God. I'm going to change the nation. When people walk to me, I'm going to smile. Hi, how are you? I loved you. Instead of, oh, why don't you love me first? Poor God, poor me. That's why you're not successful, because you are so self-pity. That joke needs to be, hmm. I'm a surgeon. I like to cut off the tumor. Cut off the infection out of people. Mm, Cut it off. It's too long. Cut that joke out. Destroy that burden. Because it causes you not to be productive and to be fruitful. Amen? The key is that you need to admit that you need help. Patients need doctors. Is that right? If you think you are healthy, you will not go to see a doctor. You need to come to Jesus and say, you are my doctor. Your anointing can get rid of all this spiritual and mental and physical sickness out of me. Some of us may be healthy physically, but very sick mentally. We are very sick mentally. We have a lot of wrong thinking, a lot of wrong concept and mentality. That anointing needs to break the yoke so that we can come out from the container and Rise up and start to bless the world. We will not be the little golden fish, little golden fish in a little jar anymore. Get out of that jar and win the world for Jesus. Amen? Get out from that joke. 
get out from something that hold you or burden you. We need to be free to be successful, productive, victorious. Any wrong mentality, get rid of them. Any wrong thing in our life, get rid of them. Move on with God. Run the race. Fight a good fight. You you cannot run the race if you have a lot of burden on your shoulder. How can you run so heavy? Get rid of all those junk and run the race with Jesus Christ. The anointing of the Holy Spirit can set you free and can help you to be successful. Amen? Amen. I always come to God and say, God, anything in my life that I need to be cleaned up, clean me up right now. I am not perfect. I have a lot of human things in my life. I've received so many wrong things from my family. My family is Chinese. You know, there are so many culture, Chinese culture from China that not biblical. My dad brought in a lot of mentality that is not biblical. I'm not looking down on my dad on, on China. Don't take me wrong. Any country have wrong mentality. Any nation, any society have unbiblical mentality and practice. So we need to get rid of that, clean it up, get rid of that yoke so that I can become more like Jesus and I can be fruitful and productive for God. I don't want to live in the old way. I want to move on to be like Christ. Amen? Amen. And the anointing can set us free. Another thing that God gives us as a weapon to have victory is prayer. Prayer. Another weapon is prayer. We need to be prayerful people. Pray all the time. When I perform surgery, I pray at the same time. Sometimes I don't even hear what the song they play in the operating room because I don't focus on the song. I just keep talking to God, praying to God all the time, what to do next, what to do next. And God will show me every single step. When I drive, I listen to God all the time so that I will not get into car accident. Not only that, sometimes I drove too fast. They say 35 miles per hour. But I drove 45 miles per hour. I did not pay attention. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit told me, uh, the police car is in there, about two blocks from here. And I slowed down. I mean, this is real story. I slowed down on Northeast 8 because it go downhill like this. And the police car was with the machine gun to detect who drive 45 miles per hour. When I slowed down, when I passed that lane, I saw the police. Thank you, Jesus. I will not get the ticket today. Otherwise, I have to pay $250. I can save that to buy some good thing for my wife better. Or for my daughters. Or for my daughter's wedding in the future. Something like that. Amen? We will not waste our money away. Because we listen. We pray. We connect to God all the time. We listen to God all the time. We present our request to God all the time. I like our God one thing. Uh, let me read to you. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. This is the kind of God we worship. Ephesians three twenty. Now to him, he means our God, who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above. This is the kind of God. He is not just bare minimum God or at the bottom of the barrel or just get by, or just at the brim. He is the God of exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according 
to the power that works in us. When you pray, you ask God for specific thing. God can answer your prayer, your request, your asking more than what you ask. Amen. You ask for a good job. Oh, I forget to show one testimony. Let me show right now that God can give you more than what you ask. Let's show the testimony from California, from San Diego, for five to ten minutes. This is exactly what Ephesians chapter three verse twenty say. Let's show the video, and I will wrap up. Hello, everyone. My name is Ramita Suwan Warabun. My nickname is T. I've been Christian for about six months now. In the past six months, God has performed so many miracles in my life, and my life has changed so much that I couldn't begin to say, you know, thank you, God, for what you have done for me so far. Um, before I become a Christian, before I accept Christ, my life was a little bit messy. I fight with my husband all the time. We have two businesses. We don't have time for each other. We are yelling at each other. I yelled most of the part, and um, so we finally make a decision to sell one of my business, and the business was in the escrow account, so uh, we haven't received the money uh, from, this, uh, from the sale. Uh, about a month after the sale, we met a group of Thai people that study Bible study at the Thai restaurant. So my husband called me and said, you could, should come and join them so you can have Thai friends in San Diego because we moved to San Diego about two years and I didn't really have any Thai friend. So uh, when I went to the Thai restaurant, one of the pastor was asking me to if I accept Christ. And I did accept Christ that night um, because for me, I was a... Buddhist before, and but there's no Thai temple in San Diego, so I was thinking it would be best for my daughter. She's two years old that she's growing up in the church, so at least she has moral compass. After I accept Christ that night, it was Thursday night. Um, I pray to God. Uh, I said, if God is true. Um, let me receive the money from the soul of my business tomorrow. So the next day in the morning, my husband called me and said, you should check the bank account. Because the money is already transferred in the bank account. And it did. So I was so surprised. And even though that, I mean, that night when I pray, I didn't even believe in God just yet. I was just basically... Ask him to show me if he's, you know, if he's a true God. Then after that, I had a chance to um, attend the revival service in in Los Angeles. Pastor Lau lay hand on me. I remember that uh, I cried a lot. I repented that I didn't believe in God before. Then um, I go to church every Sunday and uh, attend the Bible study. Then about a couple months later, we have another revival service again. I, I went in, uh, in L.A. again, and Pastor Lau laid hand on me. And that day, 
I remember that it was so much joy and I was speaking in tongue. And after that, when we came back to, uh, from the revival service, pastor asked me, uh, Pastor Bla asked me to try to play the piano because um, our worship team needs a piano player. But I don't have any you know, music background. And I say, how is that possible? She said, it's okay, you just use one finger and just you know, press any button and pray to God. <laughs> and I did. And I, I, I start, start uh, learning playing piano from YouTube and every single time I pray to God before I start practicing, and it actually makes sense. But if I start practicing without praying, I couldn't remember anything. I couldn't even do anything. So that's another anointing that um, God gave to me. Then after the business sold um, in November, I wasn't working. It's only my husband working and I, we felt that one income is not enough. So in May, which is last month, I prayed to God that he gave me a job before the end of the month. I started applying for a job, for the hotel job, because I was a front office manager in, in LA before, in the hotel. So I got a call for the interview. The general manager interviewed me, saw the resume, I was applying for front office manager. And after she saw my resume, she said, you can't be the assistant general manager. No, no need to be front office manager anymore. <laughs> and then two days later, I had an interview with uh, the CEO of the company. It was the easiest job interview I ever had. And we were just talking about, you know, the hotel they used to work, all the celebrity that I met all the celebrity gossip, and that day in the evening they called me and offered me for a job. And on Monday when I went to sign the contract to start working, they actually giving me $2,000 more a year from what I asked them originally. <laughs> so first of all, God gave me more than what I asked as a position, more than what I asked as a salary. And God never late because I asked God to give me a job before the end of May. I got a job on May 16th. <sighs> it has been six months now that I walk with Christ. My life's changed so much. Um, as a family, we hardly fight anymore. And my husband come to church with me. And uh, he go to Bible study with me sometime if he can. Um, our daughter is now, you know, being raised in the church in the Bible study as what I wanted. We have not just friend but now family in Christ now. And I thank you, God, so much uh, for all the things that you're giving me. Um, I just want to encourage everyone that didn't know Christ yet or you're just not sure, you know, God is true. You should come and learn more about Christ and 
stay in the fire of God, your life will never be the same. I thank you, God. Hallelujah. God is so real. Come to Him with a simple faith. Trust Him. Believe that He is our good Father. He wants us to have more than enough. You pray. You depend on the anointing. She used to yell at her husband. She told the congregation that she yelled very loud because she believed that the louder she is, the easier she's going to win her husband. Now that joke of yelling and anger is gone. Now she's calm. The joke of poverty is gone. She prayed and God gave her money right away the next morning, the money that she sold the business. And God gave her another job with $2,000 more pay than what she requested. Again, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. We have the Holy Spirit, the power inside us. We need to ask God in the name of Jesus. Have faith. Be patient. Trust God that He will come true. His promise will come true. Don't doubt. Don't complain. Change your attitude. Trust God. And you're going to see a victorious life. Every year, you will get better and better because you grow in the way of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus, I would like to encourage you to give your life to Jesus. Some of you may know Jesus in your head here, but you don't know him in your heart. Why don't you invite him into your heart and believe him with your heart, not with your head. Believe that he is your God and he died for you and he suffered for you. Make a decision to follow Jesus and walk with him. If you want to do that, I'd like to lead you to prayer and to follow this prayer. Amen? Close your eyes and bow your head and follow what I say. Father in heaven, I believe you are my good Father. And you sent Jesus Christ, your Son, to die on the cross for my sin. Lord Jesus, Thank you so much for paying the price for me. You die for me. You forgive me. Lord Jesus comes into my life. Become my God and my Savior. I believe you are the almighty God who can do exceedingly abundantly, above all that I can ask or think. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I repent of my sin and I will follow and serve you from today on. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Today, we don't have lunch, but usually every other Sunday, I will pray for people. Let me explain to you quickly why I love to lay hands and pray for people. 
I just give you some biblical education quickly. Number one, God never forces anybody to do anything. You receive from God because you are willing to. God is a gentleman; He never forces anybody to do anything. Number two, when you study about the life of Jesus, the life of Jesus throughout the four gospel, He has a touching ministry. He touched the children to bless them. He touched the eyes of the blind and they could see. He touched Peter's mother-in-law and the fever left. He touched the coffin and the dead was raised. Touching or laying on of hand is the foundation in the Bible. Is the way to impart the spirit of God or the blessing of God upon people. Definitely, I need to live a holy life because I don't want to impart wrong thing into you. I need to repent every day, live a holy life. Number three, another reason I like to lay hand because of the way that you can bless people is by the laying on of hand. Isaac lay hand on Jacob, and Jacob got the firstborn blessing. Later on, his life turned around, even have the angelic visitation. The father, either the physical, natural father, can lay hand on the kids. All the spiritual father can lay hand on the spiritual children to bless them. Better to have more when you come and come in front and ask. You ask God, and the spiritual father lay hand and bless you. I asked you many times already. How many people want to have a five dollar bill for me? How many people want to have one thousand dollar for me? No one raised hand. Only a few. How about how many people want five thousand? I'm not done yet. <laughs> How many people want one million? Why, when we talk about money, people raise hand more. But when we talk about the blessing of God, the anointing, people kind of oh why? The same thing. You want more from God, is that right? That's why I want to give you more by the laying out of hand. It's in the Bible. This is not New Hope International tradition. It's in the Bible. Number four. In my observation and personal experience, the more you encounter God, and the more you receive the good thing from God, the more faith you have. After you encounter God, you have more faith. Then you can see more miracles and more victory. I want God to touch you. You may not feel anything at all when I lay hand on you, but believe me, something in the spiritual happened to you. It may not happen today. You may feel nothing when I lay hand, but something happened. You may encounter God later on at your bedroom tonight. God will minister to you. Amen. It's a matter of faith, hunger, and asking. God loves the hungry. If you're hungry, God gives you something. That lady, six months old Christian, I believe, had more experiences than many ten years old Christian. Because she was so hungry, she came to revival service, get lay hand on, she cry, repent, she got touched by God, laugh in the Holy Ghost, she have more faith, she pray, and God answer her. The more you encounter God, the more faith you have. I have more faith this year than 10 years ago because I encounter God a lot in my life. God meet me, God touch me, so I have, I know God is so real to me. He is not just a theory in the paper anymore. He is so real. So when I pray, I have faith. The more you receive, 
the more next step you're going to go on with God. That's why, as a pastor, I should lay hand and bless people. Amen. There are biblical reasons why I lay hand on every other Sunday. As a pastor, I should follow the Bible, and I should get the most I can to you from heaven because I loved you. I want you to get the most you can. How many five dollars? Raise your hand. Only five. Okay, one time you can raise your hand one time. How many people want five hundred? Raise hand. One time. How many people want ten millions? Okay. You want more from God? Yes. yes. Laying on of hand is the way to impart the blessing from heaven. Your life will never be the same. Amen. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the teaching today, to help us understand your ways and your will, and Lord, change us by the power of the Holy Spirit. We want more power. We want more of the Holy Spirit, so that we can be sensitive to the leading, and we can have more anointing to break the yoke, to destroy the yoke and the burden in our own life and in other people's life. Maybe we can pray for our mom, our dad, pray for our kids, and the joke shall be destroyed in their life, Father. We want to see victory, but we're going to leave this building with more anointing, more of the things of God, more of the presence of God, Father. We want more of you, Lord. We are hungry people, Father. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've heard thousand stories of one day, thing you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me Thank you, Jesus. that you're pleased and that I. Never alone. Hallelujah. Good, good Father, who you are. May Jesus who you are, touch them. Who you are, bless them. I love Heal you. them. Who I am. May the Lord Jesus. Who I am. May the presence of God be here to touch your people, Lord. Yes, Lord. Bless them. Fill them up, Lord. May the anointing of God break the yoke. I don't accept sickness in this house. I don't accept any curses in this house. I don't accept any disease in this house. Poverty, failure, curses. You have to go in the name of the Jehovah, the name of Jesus Christ. Be touched, be healed, be set free in the name of the Lord. Fire. Fire. 
Thank you, Jesus. 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 Received. Drink. Drink the new wine. Fire. Fire. Be free in the name of Jesus. Break the joke in your mind. Break the joke in your body by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Break the joke. More anointing. Yes, breakthrough in the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name. <laughs> yes, Lord. Be filled with the grace of God. Be filled with the grace of God. Yes, Lord. Good, good, <laughs> <laughs> receive Open your heart and receive May the Holy Spirit come in Give you the new oil Give you the new anointing To get the job done for Him In Philippines You need the anointing More anointing The more anointing you have The more you can get them for God more <laughs> yes Lord more anointing more <laughs> drink drink the new wine the new wine drink Don't come out from the presence of God. You can stay as long as you want to. Keep drinking, keep receiving. Yes, Lord. Fire. 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 Become a new person. Heaven comes in. Yes, Lord. <laughs> Fire. <laughs> Fire! Fire! Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. God bless you. Be strong. Be healed. Be fruitful. Yes, May the life of God from the Holy Spirit come into your body, your brain, your muscle, your nerve. Yes, Lord. You are perfect. Yes, Lord. Built. Yes, Lord. You are built. Filled. Filled. 
With the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Living God, give you fire. Yes, Lord. More fire. More anointing. More power. Fruitfulness. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Fire. You are perfect in all of your ways. Fire. Fire. Fire! Be filled. More. More of the Holy Spirit. Fire. More fire. More fire. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.